Hello and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. Uh, we are back once again, talk about the NFL this week. First of all, though, an apology. Um, we were meant to get a, a podcast about week two out. Unfortunately, due to my scheduling situation, it didn't happen. I was too busy enjoying myself at Orton Towers. Just showing no commitment to the to the cause, I'm afraid. But I mean, some of those things are normal for you. <laughs> what do you mean normal? No commitment to the cause. Oh, that's rude. That is rude. Ah, that's why I am. We are, we are back today to talk about NFL action, talk about the good stuff. Uh, and I think with Shamil, uh, obviously, because Shamil is still... is He's not in Thailand anymore, is he? He's moved, moved on? He is in Laos at this very moment in time. In, again, similar, near, nearby, next door neighbour. <laughs> basically the same, is that what, what I'm hearing you say? He's, move, he's moving to Vietnam soon, so that'll be an interesting... Uh, experience as well nice um so until until you know he returns from his travels he's stuck with the two of us but let's uh let's move on and talk about this week because there's some exciting games coming up first of all though because i know you're gonna want to do you want to talk about game picks where we're, where we're currently standing uh where are we standing um well me and chan are leading the way as always i mean i'm leading the way as always yeah, chan's joined yeah. the race i got 10 out of um 16 games correct last week. Shan got 11, so both on 21. Tay, you got 10 right, so you're not really moving anywhere. You're on 17, four games behind. But again, those are things that are expected. Water is wet. As they say. <laughs> it's a long season, mate. Calm down, chill out. We've still got a lot of games to go. There's still 15 more weeks of NFL football for these picks to count. So there's still uh, quick math. There's still around like 400 games for me to come back in. I think, hopefully, I don't know. Uh, but we're not we're not worried about that now. We're worried about this week. And let's talk about the games that excite us. Starting with the New Orleans Saints versus the Green Bay Packers. You tell me um, <laughs> how you feel about this game. You're the New Orleans fan. I um, them up no matter what. Well, no, I'm. I'm nervous, obviously. Uh, the reason why I'm nervous is because our offense stinks. Well, it doesn't stink, but it does. I feel like um, the Saints' offense is still stuck in like 2017, 2018. Like I don't feel Carmichael has, has moved forward with the times with the personnel, um, and I feel like it's so restricted. I, I said to, like, while I was watching the game play, um, essentially the Saints still play. Like they've got a quarterback that can only throw hmm. 10, 10, 15 yards down the field, trying to do all these short routes, trying to get open, and it's like try and spread the field. You've got you've got Shahid, who's a speedster who can who can get down the field. You've got Alave who can get into space. Uh, Johnson, it's tight end who can get into space. We've got we've got some speed now. Like we need to start using it. And Carr actually has a bit of an arm, so we need to use it. So that that sort of worries me. Um, also this week, Marcus May. He's been suspended by the league, or starting safety. Um, uh, New Orleans and suspensions. Common theme, if you've been listening over the years or know the NFL over the years. And Simon, I know you know I'm not joking, because unfortunately for them, it is it is a problem. This is our um, third suspension this year. Like, I know you're not joking. This is our third player to be suspended this year. Obviously, like, Marcus May is for a DUI charge from 2021, I think mm. it was. So it's taken a long time to to sort out, but 
I mean, it hurts us for sure. I'm like people talk about we've got a deep secondary. I think safety is one of our weakest position, but you know, I feel Dennis Allen is still a good defensive coach, so that he'll he'll mitigate that defensively. We've looked good this year. I, am I worried about this Green Bay team? Absolutely. I think with Jordan Love at the helm, they've looked good, but Atlanta did beat them um, last week, and Atlanta can't throw the ball, so you know. <laughs> but my 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 take last week was why are um, the Saints not using Rashid Shahid speed more? I feel the Saints don't have the quick, the fastest pure burners outside of him on offense, especially they when they're down Kamara, Kendra Miller. I think Shahid then has to become a focal point. It's a very basic offense. There's no, they don't make the life easier but, for the quarterback. Cars also fits the mold. You think of a basic offense, you think then, this current scheme of the Saints, anything Derek Carr, perfect. But that's the problem. I, I disagree. No, I disagree. Well, Carr steps back three, four seconds later, he decides to throw the ball but it's, the, to the a issue, curl route or an in route. Well, the issue is that the this playbook is basically designed for someone with Drew Brees' level accuracy who can throw the ball into tight windows and throw but it, it was, to where... It's, it, they've not moved on with the times is what I'm saying. No, and that's what I said literally like two minutes ago. Yeah, but I'm saying Carl's not either moved on from the times. He's never been that guy. If you're expecting him to execute a... Interesting offense. I don't think he's the guy for that. No, but, but, in, I, but I, I he could be like, defenses, though. I feel like the offense could, like I feel like the coordinator could do more to help him out, though. He could do more to scheme players into open spaces rather than these short routes and rely on like Michael Thomas making contested catches and you know things like that. Just rely on these short routes to get us out of trouble. And I, I feel like we've also been hurt without uh, a secondary back to to Jameson Williams. Not Jameson Williams, sorry, Jamal Williams. Because um, Jamal Williams does a, does a good job sort of running between the tackles. But then th- there's been no real outside runs except for Taysom Hill when they put him in at quarterback, which I hate, but that's mm-hmm. by the by. So uh, Williams is out, though, this week. He he hurt his hamstring, um, which is good news in the sense that we've got Miller back this week. So we're switching one running back for the other one. Um, but do you think for Con- Kendra Miller's going to be full go, or do you reckon he's limited? Because I I thought he for this game is going to be a bit limited. I, I think they'll split. Between, I think they'll split with him and Toby Jones. I think they'll yeah. bring, they'll get Toby Jones off practice squad again. And then and um, I thought Toby Jones looked quite good last week. I know he, I shouldn't be seeing he, saying that, but very very limited like role though. Like he did look okay in a very small sample size. Not I'm not trying to take away from that, but it's just it worries me. It worries. On this Green Bay side, it worries me for them when they don't have Aaron Jones. Mm. As much as like we praised them in the first game, and even against the Falcons, they scored some points. But the without Aaron Jones, their offense looks totally different. Like they're, they're just not as good, not as efficient. So they could really do with having Jones back this week. Uh, my, my my interest is are they going to get their receivers back healthy? Like I think Jaden Reed as a rookie's done well. I think Jordan Love's done well. There's no experience. You think about the experience on both sets of offenses in this game. And Green Bay really is lacking in the weaponry department. Obviously, even tight end, they've got a rookie, Luke Musgrave, who's getting a lot of targets. But it's a young, wherever you look, they're just too young. They're, they're just inexperienced, yeah. Where the and Saints, I... completely opposite. They're ex- very experienced. It mm. is what the Saints do. And they've done ever since Sean's Payton. They've not looked to get too young everywhere. 
Um, they've not obviously gone for that full-on rebuild that other well, teams I, have. I think they're still still one of the older rosters in the NFL. They have got younger, but they're still one of the older rosters. Let's pick it anyway. Who you got for this game? Well, you're not going to like me. You're not going to like me at all. I've been impressed by Jordan Love, and I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Same with Shan. Yeah, I, I'm obviously going for New Orleans Saints. I, I have been impressed with Jordan Love and Green Bay. I just feel like this year is sort of a, a building year still. Like, it's Jordan Love's first year as quarterback. He's going to show some good stuff, but I just feel there's too much inexperience around him, like what you said. Although they have got a sneaky good defence, so maybe that'll help. Um, Fair enough. Oh, I hate do, you for it. What, uh, what else you this week? Um, I'm going to say it might not be one of the prettiest games on this overall slate, but I'm looking forward to Chargers-Vikings. I think there's a lot on the line here. I'm looking at Brandon Saley. If you watched his press conference, he's very heated. He's very emotional. I like what he's doing there. But for me, the pressure's all on. You can't go own through with Justin Herbert playing as well as he has been. Um, and I think the Vikings are at a stage where they've not really impressed. They've underwhelmed. And I think that was kind of expected. Everyone expected them to take a step down. But if they want to compete for the division, the Chargers are a team. If they can beat here, get to 2-1... and one, it's going to be a weird division for them anyway, with the Lions and Green Bay they're competing with. I, I, I completely agree, though. Um, they won't get to two. They'll get to one and two. They need a win here. They, they started 0 and two. So, like, I agree with this. The Vikings, they've had some tough matches, though. Like, it's not like they've had it had it easy. They played, like, the Vikings. Uh, not Vikings. They played the Eagles, they're playing sorry. themselves, are they? <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, they played the Eagles, and I forget who they played in the first week. But I feel like it's been two, like, tough matches for them. It's not been an easy schedule so far. But the, the thing is, you can only play who's in front of you. Um, and the Vikings are talented. Offensively, they look great. Like, they, they look really good against the, the Eagles. Obviously, they still have their mistakes. There's fumbling issues. Madison's not looked the back that people would think. But they've, they've just made a trade for uh, the Rams running back. Yeah, Cam Akers. Yeah, there's going to be a backup in Minnesota. Well, basically, there's going to be a guy who they thought liked more than Tyson Chandler. But also, yeah. if Madison continues to underwhelm, well, there's, a, there's, room for, there's room for him to get in. Yeah, there's room for him to... There's familiarity here. Kevin O'Connell's coached him with the Rams. I, think, mm-hmm. I can't remember the other coach who they've got also coached him with the Rams. So it's not like they don't know what they're getting themselves into. I've been no a, one really knows what happened with him, I feel, I, in, in the Rams. I've been a bit underwhelmed as well with their defence, though, uh, the Vikings so far this season. We've, I know there's been a lot of changes on that defence, but with... Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, Brian Flores, I'll get there in the, I'll get there in the end. I'm trying to think his name, sorry. With Brian Flores like moving there, you'd think, you know, that would give you a boost. And we all said that like at the start of the year. We'd we'd give him his props. He was good in Miami as a defensive guy. Um we we all thought it'd be better for them, but they just haven't looked apart. And there was question marks. Like when we watched the Eagles game, I was really questioning why they were still they weren't really stacking a box against DeAndre Swift. They were just letting Swift sort of like walk past them. There's times where they'd only have three defensive linemen on a clear running down. And I'm like, that's just not going to work because they weren't like blitzing linebackers or anything like that. So it was just it was just questionable for me how they how they were running their defense. It wasn't it wasn't how I would do it from my, you know, armchair coaching position. Yeah, I mean, Um, I I don't I just think I feel underwhelmed with it by this Vikings also also Kirk Cousins. I feel there's not been able to get Osborne involved enough or 
there's less there's less of a threat with the run game, which makes it harder for him. I and th- there's not think... a quarterback who can carry the load. He's a, he's a guy who complements really well with the run game. I think um, there is that issue about the run game, like you said. I feel like the run game is hurting them, not having much of a run game. But also, they are getting hurt because they, they're just not targeting the right players at the right time. But it's more, more so than that, it's just mistakes. Like the fumbling issues, like in the, in the Eagles game, Jefferson fumbled out the end zone. If that hadn't happened, maybe, you know, it, it might have been a different story. They could have kept it close or whatever. Um, there's that evidence. But like you said, on the other side of it, the Chargers are also 0-2 mm. after putting up two like big scores. They they lost against Miami in that first opener in a in a high-scoring game. Then they lost to the Titans in another high-scoring game. The the real question has to be on that defense. Like we we've talked about it, we've talked about Staley, we've talked about our concerns there. But at this point, like what we said before, you can't ask your quarterback to win in shootouts every week, and this is basically what's happening with the Chargers. Well, to me, it starts and ends with Staley. At this point, what are you doing? What are you what? actually bringing to the team? What are you doing? That is a, it's a very good point. And it's, it's not saying the culture because their culture is losing. Um, and that's been the charge away, unfortunately, for them for a long, long time. Uh, not being clutch enough. And you're also in the team with... You're also in the division with the best quarterback in the league and the back-to-back Super Bowl champs. You can't yeah. play defense, even though... You're, you're a defensive-minded genius, apparently. So it's not, it's not like they've got not got personnel as well, though. Like they've 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 got supposedly players that can play defense. It's just that they're not. It's not clicking, or for whatever reason. Like Jerry Bosa's not getting pressures. Like it, or at least it doesn't feel that way. Uh, they're they're Derwin James isn't as much of an impact as he used to be. Things like things like that. It just concerns me. But for this, I've gone with the the Vikings to win it, just because I I can't trust this Chargers team. As much as Shannon will hate me for that, because he's obviously in love with this Chargers team, I just can't I can't feel it anymore. Whereas I I prefer this Vikings offense, what that's doing at the minute, and I'm I'm a Jay Jettis fan, so. I mean, I don't I don't blame you. I think the desperation though, the Chargers not going 0-3, will kick in. So I've gone with the Chargers. She was on the other foot, though. The Vikings won't want to go on three as well. It's, it's two and oh, oh, two teams. I think the Chargers are a more talented team. Shannon's also going to Chargers, <clears> surprisingly, <throat> yeah. because that is his new favourite team. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about an actual exciting matchup this week, um, which for me is two 2-0 two oh teams on Monday Night Football, the early game. The Philadelphia Eagles, who we talked a little bit about, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The surprising <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's not just, um, you know, slide it under the table there. They've been, uh, Baker Mayfield has shocked us all. Baker Mayfield's been cooking. He's like, playing clean football. He's playing very clean. It helps, though, with the talent, though, that they've got there. With yeah, Mike but he's not got, no one's saying, looking at our Tampa line, oh, you've got a dominant O-line. You've got a dominant running back. Sure, you've got uh, Evans and Godwin, but there's a lot of quarterbacks who still wouldn't succeed even with those. No, I, I agree with that. I think like it's helping him. It's helping him in the sense that he's got those players there though, and he's playing clean football. I feel that like that's a big thing for him. He's not making mistakes. He's not throwing interceptions. He's not doing things like that. That's hurting the team. Like that, it's not. It's not easy wins. I don't feel like they've been easy wins. What they've done, but I feel like they're solid wins. They look like a solid outfit. I, but it comes back to their defense, though. It's the reason why their defense has been good for the last few years, and it's it's a good unit again. 
they just have all the right pieces there. Like the defensive line looks good, defensive backs look good, the linebackers led by Levante Davis and um, Devin White look good. I mean, Levante Davis now saying, you know, he kind of regret that trade request because yeah. they're basically a bunch of dogs on that defense. <laughs> um, and it was kind of foolish. We we go look back on it now when he asked for it. And it's like, why is this guy asking for a trade? Uh, you, you know, in the middle of the Tom Brady era. Well, not the middle, at the end of it. At the end of it. So he was clearly a star there. They were going to pay him eventually. What what uh, what's crazy for me though is like no one gave respect for this Tampa Bay team coming into the season, right? We all said it's probably going to finish bottom of the NFC South. It's probably going to be the worst outfit there. Baker Mayfield, no one trusts him. And now we're looking at it with two games in. I know it's only two games in and it's a small sample size, but this team could quite easily get to the playoffs as the NFC South South champions. Like for me offensively they're playing the best football out of any team in the NFC South because I don't like Atlanta not being able to throw the ball so I you know all props to them being able to run the ball really well but until you can throw as well or at least there's that threat of you being able to throw I'm not listening and defensively they're up there with the Saints as the best defensive unit like in the NFC South potentially one of the better defensive units in the league this year that's that's like a dangerous team, but this will be a real test because although this Eagle team has has some problems, like they they've struggled out of the gates a little bit. Getting I mean, used they've to struggled offensively team. in their defensive backfield. They're they're too. You wouldn't expect them to struggle with three and outs. They're they're one of the highest in the league with three and outs this year. And Jalen Hurts hasn't been playing his best. He actually looked really bad. I thought last week. Um, I, I I feel like there's there's the issue with moving offensive coordinators. I feel like people uh, are sort of underplaying sort of some of that, how it's a bit different, how that might be a bit confusing. But yeah, I actually thought he played okay. I, I'm Obviously, last week was all about DeAndre Swift, though, and that offensive line taking over. But like this this Eagles defense is still a unit that can that can produce. They're still getting sacks on their defensive line, which is the deepest like position group in the NFL right now for me. Um, you know, they've they've got absolute beast of defensive linemen. Now Jalen Carter. I mean, game change, game wrecker. Game wrecker, yeah. And the, the, like the other positions, they're gonna get healthier. Like obviously they're struggling at cornerback. I think Bradbury's out with an injury. Oh. So he's gonna come back. He's he's a number two corner, like you know, he's needed for them. I mean, I want to see Slay and, Slay and Bradbury anyway play, play better than they were. Um, but that second cornerback is a problem without Bradbury, I think. Well, and, um, and also, with Maddox getting injured, uh, I think he's done for the season. I think that's going to hurt them. They're going to have to find some way of replacing him, even though he's he's quite an off-injured player anyway. They're still going to yeah. have to find, find his production. I, I like the feistiness, should I say, of Slay. But sometimes he's not the quickest anymore like that burst he never really had that in the last couple yeah. of years but he, he makes up for his for his smartness but if he's going up against top tier fast quick receivers that's where his struggle is going to be uh but i know i think mike evans is a really good matchup for him yeah um, well it, it'll be a good test the thing the thing that i think they need to focus on more than anything though is trying to get the ball to aj brown a bit more they, they seem to have gone away from that. Obviously, Devonta Smith had a great game against the Vikings, big numbers. But like for me, their offense cooks the best when it's AJ Brown on the ball. He, for me, is up there for the best yards after the catch guy in the NFL. When the ball is in his hand, he can make extra yards for you. 
So I would, if it was me, I'd be trying to get the ball in his hands as often as I could and let him make the plays. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think Jalen Hurts needs to step up. He's been um, he's so far struggling to make the reads and the throws, I felt. He's been making the short, the, the swing passes, the screens, the easy bubbles last week and running, but he's not been moving that ball. Uh, in it's, the intermediate it, it, it's not been comfortable. Things like that is is making, yeah, agreed. I don't think he's felt comfortable, but he also looks like a deer in the headlights at times last week. Sometimes. Who are we um, picking for this game though? Oh, I mean, I think I think we're all in. I think they're all in the same boat here. Yeah, we're, we're all going the Eagles. Going with the Eagles. Um, they just seem to be the better better fit. Can for... we? Can we now move on to the game I really want to talk about? It's a game after that game. Right. The Rams Bengals. Because I, I want to discuss some of these things with the Rams, where you think they actually are. Yeah. I, I, what well, do you actually think they're doing? Where are they going to finish this year? I actually think, like, people... I think it shows McVeigh to be a genius. Not a genius, but, like, a genius, essentially. Because even without his top wide receiver, even without, you know, these high high name players and stuff with a makeshift black line, all of this stuff, He's still getting good production out of that offense. That offense is still cooking, and it's still doing it right. Like he's still getting something from it. So it just shows you what what good schemer he is, because he's just absolutely scheming like your guy, open uh, Nakua. Is it is that how you say his name? Puka Nakua. Yeah, and uh, Atwell as well. They're just absolutely just getting it. Like these guys who no one quick really knows. Quick guys, quick guys. But can he, run he, great speed out, speed in. They're the type of you know receivers that McVeigh seems to like. They, they're just getting open though, and they're doing this all without Cup, which says a lot about that offense. You add Cup back to that, a guy who we know we all know is elite when healthy, like he's one of the best at the at the job when healthy. Yeah, like, the slot. I mean, he's he's a predominant slot guy. Let's not. Oh yeah. But now like, they've been playing Nakua out wide. So does that mean Puka and Nakua out wide? Uh, Cooper Cup slot, and then he can move out on certain downs and certain packages. And then Atwell could be your speed guy. Jefferson, to me, Jefferson's been their best, uh, worst receiver. He's yeah, not for delivered. Me, for me, Van Jefferson's basically on the bubble of being cut out, like being yeah. bubble of getting rid of. Because I not... struggle about the size, though, of that receiver room. It's not a big, thick, powerful. But that, there's no power. But you know, you you're looking for that power forward in basketball. There's no go up and get them, guy. That's that's not McVeigh's scheme, though. That's not how he plays. He plays these quick. Well, moves. you say that's not. He's from the Shanahan tree. If you look at the Shanahan tree, you got Samuel Ayuk doing their thing. But Ayuk's not big, but you got some power. McVeigh's totally different, though. His scheme has always been totally different. His scheme. Well, there's a been... reason he didn't work last year because they take take away. The, you know, you press them. Good good teams with good man-to-man corners. Press yeah, them, yeah press them. But but also I I feel like they lacked receivers last year. Like I feel yeah. like outside of Cooper Cup they didn't That's have anything, it. and now they've got a little bit. Like Cooper Cup was at his best when there was Robert Woods there, when there was Odell Beckham came in. He doesn't do it all by himself. Last year they were expecting him to just do it all by himself. So then he needs running mates, and that's what they've got. You need you need multiple options on the field. So like yeah. I'm I'm impressed, but I'm also worried about their defense though, because you know outside of Aaron Donald. Where are they getting pressures from? Where are they getting sacks from? At, like defensive backwise, who's actually covering the other receivers? That they haven't defensively for me, they haven't looked good. Obviously, they shocked the Seahawks in their first game, 
But like against the 49ers last week, they were absolutely outclassed. I know the scoreline didn't look it, but like watching the game, the 49ers just outclassed them. So like that concerns me about their about their defense. This Bengals matchup is kind of a good matchup for them to still see like a litmus test. Obviously, the Bengals haven't looked good. Burrow is obviously having issues. He's got a calf issue, which he says he's aggravated, so that's not good. Um, he's not lost practice snaps and things. I mean, and he's just a, not been playing well. Quite frankly, well, that O line's been disappointing as well. There's an element of me though is like that is the worst excuse for me from a quarterback in his experience now to say oh, I've not had the practice snaps. Like you, Tom Brady never used to like play in preseason games. Never used to do any of that. He still went out and rocked it. Like you, you do enough practice at home, but even even then, you could be injured and come in and play. Like there's there's all of that element to and it. And then there's this chemistry there. It's not like he's having to get a new. Chem- My issue is O line struggling, but Borrow's yeah. just been downright bad. Borough has been Taylor's, bad. Um, not well, probably been hampered by the fact he hasn't got an RB one in my opinion. Mixon's looked improved. Don't get me wrong. Um, have they got a one-two punch? Yeah, Evans injured, but I, there's just there's when I look at that offense, I do see it as a Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Borough. If they're playing well, they're gonna they're gonna do well. Their defense yeah. is elite. Um, yeah, the, but, the defense is still good. Like, the defense it, can still play well. But if one of them struggles, I think they don't offer much more. No. Like Chase is saying they want more they need to start running more go routes, open it up in the middle. I don't know if that's the answer like I don't think that's the issue. I, I, I do no. think the issue is the quarterback play not being accurate, not making well, and plays not, that he made last year. He's not getting the time and he's also having like he's not got the mobility that he had last year. So I mean, like, but he was, it's not, he's never been a quarterback who scrambles. But he's a, he's a quarterback that can move in the pocket a bit. And he's a quarterback that can get into get it out of trouble. Like, that, that's sort of like what you want from quarterbacks nowadays. And this is a point that I, w- I would have brought up on, on Thursday, like moving off of this for a second. But like, this is my concern about when you get quarterbacks like Anthony Richardson and Justin Fields, who I know you're not like hot on, is that they bring this uber athletic like side of them and being like an uber-athletic guy, Richardson's a bit different because he's showing that he's got a bit of accuracy as well. But they're so injury-prone. They're so they're going to get hurt because they're playing like basically as a running back. And that's your franchise guy. That's the guy that you're hoping will leave to the promised land. Whereas you look at the better running back, the better quarterbacks are right now in the NFL, the guys who we all put in this like God tier of elite. Borrow was there, but he obviously is having bad form at the minute. But you've got like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes and um, Jalen Hurts, which we would all say are there. Obviously, Hurts is also having some issues. And perhaps maybe Justin Herbert and two of Tungvalu is get, slowly getting there. What these guys have is they've got the athleticism still to get out of the pockets to still move away, but they're not being expected to do it. They're still expected to be the pocket passer and just move occasionally and make a run occasionally. And that's what I feel like is what you want from a quarterback, which is Borough can't do that at the minute. He can't run at all because of his calf issue. Yeah. Anyway, let's pick the game. Uh, I've gone Bengals with this because the the Bengals are zero two. They can't go. They can't go zero three in that division. I mean, I've gone with the. Uh, wow. Well, let me get my trusted advice spreadsheet. What I went with. I went with the Rams. Oh, that's it. Why? I know why I went with the Rams. It's because I don't trust the Bengals right now, and I don't yeah. see them coming off a, their slump. I think that slump continues. I think the Rams are playing better than most people expect them to. Them to yeah, I agree as well. 
And I, I do think that's more um, tangible. I think they could finish with seven wins this season, look to get eight wins this season. That's how I see them. I agree. Let's move quickly through the rest uh, and go through the rest of our picks. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Shan pay the Rams as well, by the way. So, <laughs> so we'll start off with um, Thursday Night Football, the New York Giants versus the San Francisco 49ers. I think there'll be no surprises that I think we've all gone for the 49ers here. Yep, all 49ers. Easy, easy win, I think. Um, we've got Indianapolis Colts versus the Baltimore Ravens. We, I, I think gone, we've all gone Ravens. Yeah, here, we've right? all gone Ravens. Anthony Richardson out with concussion. Or is in the concussion protocol right He's now. in the concussion protocol. But I don't think it hurts the Colts massively. Obviously, Richardson is a great-looking player, but Gordon Minshew, your guy, he, uh, he looked really good uh, in relief of him last week. But I don't think it really matters against this Ravens team. I think they're too good for the the Colts. I feel like they'll just they'll just win the game out. Um Titans versus the Cleveland Browns. I feel like we've all gone Titans in this. Yeah, we've all gone Titans. We, we decided not, not to pick the Browns again after last week's uh, yeah. performance, really, against the Steelers, where neither offense did anything. No, neither offense did anything. And actually, this Titans team are starting to look more legitimate for me. Obviously, they yeah. had the struggles I mean, week one. They were always going to look legitimate at some point. Like, they, they we know could, what they are. They could contest the Jags for me in that South now. Like the, that's how I much I like rate them right now. I feel like they're good across the board. Their their lines look good. I mean, they're, they're a power offense. No one can play like them. So it's hard to stop when when their run game's going. It's hard to stop that yeah, team in the league for sure. Uh, the Falcons versus the Lions. I I've mean, gone. Sorry. I mean, uh, is anyone going to be shocked with the, with the team you've picked? I think for the last 25 weeks, you've probably picked the Detroit Lions. Yep. Why change now? I, I just, I don't trust the Falcons. This is, a, I know they're 2-0. and I, you, you pull that face. Their first one's against Wait, Carol. you don't trust the Falcons, but you trust the Lions? Not really. I, I just trust the Falcons less. The the thing with the, the Falcons for me is they are 2-0, and but they, they have no, they have absolutely no pass game. And once they get, once the team can stop the run, where... I feel like this Lions team could take advantage of that, exploit that a little bit. They might struggle as well. I don't think the Lions well. are going to be able to stop the run, though. But That's I, what I, I'm thinking. I just rate this Lions offense enough to to carry them through the game. And I think like it will be a shootout game, which I don't think the Falcons can keep up with. And like for me, like I said, last week against Green Bay, if Aaron Jones was playing, it would be a different story. But you and, you and Sham have both gone for the Atlanta Falcons, from what I believe. Yeah, we've both gone with the Falcons. Um... It's mainly just based on the fact that I think they will run over the um, Detroit Lions, who are down David uh, Montgomery now. Just means that they'll actually use their better running back. Yeah, and, um, Swift, and I've got him in fantasy. So if that's the case, Gibbs, I wouldn't mind either. Not Swift. Gibbs. Gibbs. Sorry, Swift. You, you're doing good in Philly. <laughs> um, moving on. Texans versus your boys, Jags. Um, we've all gone Texans. Uh, sorry, Jags here, not Texans. We've all gone Jags. Yeah, I mean, um, they are they're like the Jaguars bogey team of the Houston Texans. Will Anderson versus uh, um, Anton Harrison is going to be, be a big battle. Harrison struggled against Chris Jones as a rookie. They're both first rounders. Will Anderson started off hot this season. Greenard off the other edge. You know, that wide nine formation that they're playing. Did, um, I think Stryjo Stroud's looked really good as well. Stroud's Strat- looked good. If we had a better offensive line, I think this team would be would look a lot better. And that's because of injuries. 
they are mm-hmm. banged up on that line. And we like their O-line, don't forget, we before did. the season started. So I, anyway. I like the team before the season started. And, you know, this was a tough pick for me. I'm not going to lie. I picked the Jags, but I, I could have gone either way with this. Mm. Um, Broncos versus Dolphins. We've all gone Dolphins in this because the Dolphins look unstoppable right now. I mean, it's the easiest way to say it. And the, the Broncos do look out of sorts still. Two of MVP. <laughs> the Patriots versus Jets. It'd be no surprise without Aaron Rodgers. We've all gone Patriots here. Mm-hmm. Um, def- their defense is gonna absolutely feast. I feel. But then the Jets. The Jets could too. I think it'd be a real defensive battle that one. Yeah. Yeah. We've all gone Dolphins. Bills versus Commanders. Uh, we've all picked Bills here, I believe. Yeah, we've I all feel- picked Bills. And it's not a knock on the commanders because I think Sam Howell disappointed everyone in the world week one. But I thought he looked really good in week two. Eric Bieniemy's starting. That's going to click at some point. I, do, I just feel like the, the Bills had a bad week one, but then looked like themselves again in week two. And the Bills that we, we thought there would be. And I feel like that's, well, if that's what shows up against the commanders, the commanders, were, they're just not at that level yet to be able to compete with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Carolina Panthers versus Seattle Seahawks. I think we've all gone the same way for Seattle in this one. Yeah, we've gone Seattle. And I think the Carolina Panthers need to start showing some toughness. Absolutely. Um, but we have an issue with their receivers. Well, they're not uh, good well, enough. No. But, they're, they're, but their whole offense, aside from a rookie QB, who I've got my doubts about, but like outside, like the for me, they're the most talent-poor offense in the NFL right now. But they went in free agency and signed Adam Thielen to a long-term deal. Pretty much a long-term deal for a guy who, who was clearly in the downside but of his the, career to be so, a big part. Then they signed DJ Chark, who hasn't done much in the league, really. That, that's what I mean, though. So their, their best offensive skill position player right now is Hayden Hurst as a tight end. And really, even then... Yeah. That, Mingo, rookie... But Mingo hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything to shout out. There's better rookie receivers right now that have shown up. Oh, I mean, his, he is playing in a third as a third receiver for them. And it, he's playing with a rookie quarterback with a poor O-line. I don't think it's going to stand out in the, no, in the situation, but, even if he is good. Carol, um, Carolina, they won't play well. They're not going to go well. And also, they lost their best, at, well, not their best, but one of their best, different, better defensive players last week to injury due to one of their own defensive linemen rolling a defensive lineman into his leg so that was very clever of him but we'll move on because we don't want to talk anymore about the Carolina Panthers okay. uh, Dallas Cowboys versus Shannon's real team the Arizona Cardinals we've all gone for Dallas here I believed in the Cardinals last week I actually picked them to win I was the only one and I've Halfway through, three quarters away, I was like, what are you guys on about picking the Giants? The Giants, the worst team in football at that point. Um, but yeah, the, the, they were absolutely bamboozled. Um, and Jonathan Gannon, the defensive-minded head coach again, not delivering in the fourth quarter. I mean, he's not got talent, but when yeah, you're playing that well, come on. The, this there's something Card- you can do schematically, surely. This Cardinals team is so talent-poor. It's just, it's just horrific. Um, the Cowboys look very good. Super like, Bowl contenders, Cowboys. Yeah, the defense looks absolutely legit. Michael Parsons is having a defensive player of the year sort of season right now. 
Um, he just looks amazing every snap he's on the field. The, the it's offense, a team that will, I mean, Mike McCarthy, great play getting rid of Kellen Moore. You look better. Yeah. The, the offense, the offense looks better. It, it looks like it works more. Like it looks more like complimentary, right? Yeah, That's what we wanted as well. It just looks, it looks more efficient. It's a team that will go where that goes, and we've all picked the Cowboys. Um, Chicago Bears at the Kansas City Chiefs. We've all gone Chiefs here because no one's picking the Bears in their well, right mind. Especially after Fields' comments this week <laughs> and their defensive coordinator walking out basically today or yesterday. What? Didn't, wasn't his house raided by the FBI? Well, no, no, no. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, sorry, right, allegedly. No, apparently a lot of that is not true. There were rumours that Hallis Hall had been raided. That, again, not true. Um, what, so we we don't really like we can't we can speculate but we don't know anything. For me again the the Bears in, in the same situation for me is like the Eagles with DJ Moore. DJ Moore is another guy who's a yards after the carry sort of specialist in the NFL. Yeah, given the ball he can make yards. They just but, don't give him the ball. I do think I feel sorry for Fields. They need to get rid of that coaching stuff as quickly as possible. I I agree. Like that, ASAP to save his career. Else. He should try and look for another team. He should try and get a trade. They're just not they're just not utilizing his skill set at all. Well, they don't know how to coach him up either. Like he's saying bad coaching. They're making him robotic. He was he looked like a much more confident player at Ohio State. For he sure. Tighter window throws at Ohio State. But yeah, get rid of uh, that staff. Uh, yeah. Uh Steelers versus Raiders. I feel me and Shannon went with Steelers in this one and you went with Raiders. Was what yeah, that I, mean, I don't believe in um, Kenny Pickett right now. That struggle is real. I don't believe in Kenny Pickett, but I do believe in their defence being good. And also, that you know, there's there's obviously... This is this is allegedly, like, just saying speculations, but someone should check out for bounties. Uh, and, you know, after what happened to Nick Chubb, I'm not calling Minkley Fitzpatrick dirty. But that was a very low tackle on a guy that was already being tackled. Well, you're saying he sees a hole, he went, decides to go high, low rather than high. It, it is part of, unfortunately, part of the It's part of, part of the game, for sure. But was it necessary for him to dive at the man's, like, shin while he's, also, like, he's already being tackled by another player? For me, no. For me, you compliment the guy doing the tackling and you come in the middle. You, like, you, you don't tackle someone's shin. Like when they're like that, I know, I know it's Nick Chubb, and I know it's a guy that can run up through tackles. He's already been tackled though. It's not like you're one on one in open field and have to make a, a last ditch saving tackle. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's parts I agree, parts I disagree, but let's not get into that debate. <laughs> That's for another injury podcast special. Yeah, uh, and huddle. That's the that's the all folks, as they would say, because that is all of our. Is that picks. all our games? That went quick. Yeah, that's all the games. Um, so hopefully your team wins unless you're a Packers fan. fan. Uh, and we'll be back next week to discuss what happened in week three. And we will make sure that we do a podcast this time. And also, (laughs) (laughs) and also to, to come back to you about week four and all the good stuff. But until then, see ya. Bye.